DJ Wiz from Kid and Play, and I'm listening to DSP, and don't y'all know it's a house party up in here? You better tune in. cannot complain. I will not complain. How are you doing? I am fantabulous and so excited because this week we have something so wonderful for the family. I'm, I'm just, I'm beyond myself. So let's just jump right in. So Jax, what's happening in the news? <sighs> 
you know, I kind of thought when the former guy left that the news cycle would slow down a bit. Not. Um, <laughs> Not with them have. killing people every minute. Come on. Thank you. <sighs> um, I mean, we have the Chauvin trial that's going on, Derek Chauvin, you know, um, for the murder of George Floyd. We also have Matt Gates. <laughs> House Representative Republican, who seems to be in a little bit of hot water. I'm sorry, it's a personal thing, but every time I hear about it, it makes me chuckle. So um, we're following that closely. They're thinking that he might be in some serious trouble um, with a former friend of his, an associate, who is currently under indictment they believe that he's going to start cooperating. Now, we don't know if anything is going to come of it. And of course, if it does, will it even matter? Because um, we've got a new party in the United States. We have Democrats, Republicans, and the former guy supporters. So anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll be looking to see what happens with the Gates trial. Um, Wait, you call that TFF? The former guy supporters? <laughs> what, what are they calling themselves? The aftermath? Um, I, you know, I really don't. I guess they're still patriots. I don't know. Wow. That's insane. Going to do with this show. But what, do we have anything new, 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 new? What about this um, guy when the, the, um, the millionaire daddy website Thing. You know, the, the chicks that are on these million dollar website, Sugar Daddy, the, the, the Senate guy. What's his name? That's what I was, that's what I was talking about. That's, Matt that's the case. Yeah, Matt. Okay. Gates, Gates. Yeah, Gates, Gates. So, um, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on him. I guess the most important thing right now would be um, voting rights, voting rights in these bills that are going around. Um, hold up, hold up. Before you. Know, before you go to that, because that's important, and I want to get the frivolity out of the way, I got to say something about Mario Cuomo and these shenanigans and peeps. Come on, really? Everybody was on board last year when he, oh, Cuomo for president because of the way he was handling the, the, the whole uh, COVID thing and how he was affecting New York and... I have always said, Jax, he is not his father. He tries to be his daddy. His daddy was a good and honorable man. But I have always had something in my craw with this young man. I don't know why. And now I know why. You mean to tell me how many women are we up to now? I don't even know. I haven't heard much about it recently, you know? Um, you know how these things cycle in the news? It's big news, and then it goes quiet, and then... It's big news again, so I'm not even following it. I feel like they're going to do their investigation, and we'll know. Well, You're the right, thing he is that, not the thing his that father. jacked me up was he was the one who, anytime something goes down with somebody else, he's always the one who say, get him out of their seat, and he needs to, go, he needs to, to resign, and he needs to, now all of a sudden, you don't, listen, okay, I had to say something about it, because he even had something to say about cancel culture. Remember when we did that cancel culture show? He was up on his high horse with that. <laughs> you know what you do. We got pictures of with, with you with your hand on people's behinds. Okay, you know what you do. 
And don't blame it on your Italian heritage and I'm just a man and all of this nonsense. Come on, sit down. All I'm, sit down. All I'm saying is right now, it seems that karma's alarm has gone off. She's up. She's got her coffee. She's beating her face, putting on her <laughs> outfit, grabbing her car keys, and she's almost out the door. So... I'll be waiting for you, Karma, when you come around to visit your people. But um, <laughs> Karma, Karma's beating her face. Mm-hmm. All right, girl. You go ahead. You go ahead. Now let's go to the important stuff. We got the, the junk out of the way. Let's go to the important stuff. You go right on it. So just, you know, on the voting rights, the 47 states right now are trying to introduce bills that will limit or almost just erase voting rights for especially people of color. Um, but at the end of the day, this is going to, going to affect everyone. It's kind of a sad narrative that the Republican Party has to, uh, instead of creating policy and opening their doors to more people, they are focusing on this particular group and the fact that these laws are being built around a lie. Now, as for Georgia, a lot of people are up in arms about the bill itself, but in particular, I keep hearing about you're not allowed to feed people, give people food and water while they're on the line. And my question is, why are we not talking about the more serious point that they have made it to where the Secretary of State no longer has control over the elections. And if they find that any counties within Georgia are not handling their elections correctly, let's say Fulton, Fulton County, mm. the biggest county of people of color. If they're not handling their elections right, then they have the right to go in and, over, and overturn and overtake. This is the same premise when Donald Trump made that call to the Secretary of State of Georgia to find him 11,780 votes, which was one more than they had, okay? So um, I, <laughs> I, just, I just hope that we're not getting lost in this whole thing about giving food and water on the line. Look, pack your bag, bring your chair, bring a book. You know they're going to make us wait as long as possible to vote, prepare, make your plan. Don't let them get away with those kind of things. We need to be focused on the real things that matter. If, your vote, if you vote and someone else has the right to come into that county and overturn those results, that's what matters. So it's nice to see some of these corporations, um, you know, taking a stand. And we shall see what happens, but the fight is on. The fight is on. Make sure you are engaged and you are knowledgeable about what's happening. And that's not just in Georgia. People, 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 learn what is happening in your own township, village, parish, district, whatever you want to call it. Learn who your city councilman is. They have little offices right in your neighborhood. You should know what's going on with what is happening around you. Be active, 
find out how your voting rights affect you because I can, <laughs> you know what, you'll be shocked. There are so many things that people don't find out until they get there. I went, the last time I went to vote, someone had the wrong type of ID and, and said, well, you accepted this last time. Laws change if you're not watching. And that, that's right. Take a look at what's on. going on. That's right. Because they're right. changing a lot of things with identification and everything. So, you know, be aware. Just be aware. Politics does start at the local level. That's it. You know? And anyway. they're not telling you, they are not telling you specifically because they want to catch you at the front door and have you turn back and then go stand in line and get frustrated. And I got to go make dinner. And all of these things are ploys to slow you down. So stay ahead of the bullshit. Oops, sorry, not sorry. Anyway, Rant moving over. on. <laughs> BPP. Okay, see, this is why I don't get involved because I can't behave myself. And I admit it in the front, but all right. So we're going to move into something even more interesting than, than what we have of interest right now. Because I want you to look at something with the COVID that we're in with this whole pandemic situation. Let's be real. If we were all in a better state of health, I'm not saying that we wouldn't catch it. Of course, we'd still be catching it. But if we were in a better state of health, our bodies would be more prepared to deal with the battle of this pandemic. So as a result of that, we are going to have a discussion about the rituals of honoring our food. So it's actually the title of the show is Honoring Our Food Rituals. And this is a part of a three-part series where in the first part of the series, we're going to introduce you today to, a, she's a segment guest that's going to be on several times, Vanessa, who is our veganese, because so many of you have sent us so many requests, vegetarian, vegan, keto, but the highest request that we got was to do a show about veganism. So that's today, but this is part one. And we're gonna take you on the journey of what food does to you and how we need to come back to our roots. So today's show is really about honoring the roots of our cultures, where our ancestors come from, where our current family is extending from. Some of you are West Indian. Some of you are from the South. Some of you are African. Some of you are from uh, his, uh, Brazil and, and um, what they call Latinx nations. I hate that terminology. We're from Mexico. We're from Spain. We're from France. We're, we're from all over. We come from all over. And thank you for landing right here on ESP and Jack Speaks. So Jax, for yes. everybody who's not going to be able to hang out for the whole show, Tell them where they can find us. I'm going to tell you really quickly. You can find us on Facebook Live, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube Live, Tuned In, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, Twitch Live, Stitcher, Overcast, and Podcast. But if you need to contact us directly, how can they do that? Well, you know, we're on IG at ESP Real Talk. We're also on Twitter 
at ESP Speaks. You can also hit us up on our email at ESPSpeaks at gmail.com or ESP at ESPSpeaks.com. And if you don't feel like typing, and you, well, you know what, we do have text number, so you have to type with that. The text number is 516-400-7269. You can send us a text message, and we actually do answer you back. And we take jokes on that line, too, so if you want to text us a joke, that's wonderful. But if you want to talk to us, you can call us at 929-336-7887, and we get a lot of your suggestions we get a lot of your compliments on that line and a lot of your pet peeves. You can call us and tell us what's wrong as well or something that you want to see. But there are a myriad of ways that you could be in contact with Jax and ESP. And we always look forward to hearing. So, Jax. Just like I'm looking forward. Yes. <laughs> You're looking forward. Just like I'm looking forward. To what you have in store. Oh, let's okay. Get it. Let's like, go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's jump right in. Look at these dishes. Whether you live in the Caribbean or visited the region or simply been to a restaurant serving Caribbean cuisine, you've probably tasted one or more of these dishes. Many of them and the culture that they represent have been popularized the world over. Here's a Caribbean fusion restaurant in Canada. Here's one of many in the United States. Here's one in Germany. Here's one even in Hong Kong. This style of cuisine has become synonymous with the laid-back, fun-in-the-sun lifestyle of the Caribbean. But it wasn't always so. In fact, some of the ingredients in the very food we eat today have a much darker history to them than what meets the eye. What you'll find out is that this is what you get and cultures from all over the world, over a span of centuries of adding their own ingredients into the pot, making what we call today Caribbean cuisine. Imagine the Caribbean as an empty clay pot for now. Watch and see how different cultures start to add to that pot. When you look at many of the fruits that have been most synonymous with the Caribbean, such as breadfruit, mangoes, and sugarcane, we automatically think these fruits originated from the Caribbean, right? But the truth is, they're not. You have the European settlers to thank for that, as the Spanish, French and English introduced many of these fruits and ingredients from other places. So the next question you might be asking, if breadfruit, mangoes and sugarcane aren't Caribbean in origin, then what is? That would be the yams, papayas, guavas and cassava scattered around the archipelago. This was the diet of the first true settlers of the Caribbean, the Carib, Arawak, and Taino tribes that came from South and Central America. And when it comes to the seasoning of meats and fish, the Caribs introduced various spices to their recipes. After the Amerindians and Europeans' contribution to this pot came the Africans through the Atlantic slave trade. And this is where things started to get a little dark with regards to food. You see, for the Africans, blending different unfamiliar ingredients into their recipes wasn't a matter of delicacy. It was often essential to their survival. A slave's diet in those days mostly consisted of the foods that their slave masters didn't want to eat themselves, so they had to get creative. 
They blended their traditional African foods with the staple foods they found on the islands, introducing things such as okra, kalalu, saltfish, and ake into the mix. You could say that they were the ones who actually started to stir this Caribbean pot of foods together, making it closer to the familiar recipes we see today. Next would be the Chinese and Indian indentured laborers who would come and introduce such ingredients as rice and curry, and sailors who moved back and forth through the Americas to a lesser extent brought in the ingredients they got there as well, like corn, beans, potatoes, and tomatoes, making the pot of Caribbean cuisine we know and love today. You might wonder, if each island developed their cuisine individually, how did they all develop generally the same Caribbean fusion taste? Well, actually, they kind of didn't, and did at the same time. As each island developed their own cuisine, they ended up with some very unique dishes, almost exclusive to their respective islands, and in some cases becoming that island's national dish, such as ackee and saltfish in Jamaica, and green fig and saltfish in St. Lucia. But there are also some dishes, as a result of many of the same ingredients being accessible in each island, recipes such as cook-up or pelau, as it's called in some parts, became common throughout the region. And we can't talk about Caribbean food without mentioning the seasoning. Seasoning, which in the Caribbean is a green herb and oil-based marinade, is actually quintessential to its flavor and is used in just about every island in the region, as a result giving this part of the world its distinct character. One thing is for certain, Caribbean cuisine is a clear example of what can happen when a region becomes one of the crossroads of the world. Had the Atlantic trade winds not been there to carry the many different cultures from around the world through this region, we wouldn't have this amazing amalgamation of cultures to celebrate today. In fact, Caribbean cuisine actually stands as a testament to the diversity of the region that we celebrate. When we eat our favorite local dish as Caribbean people, we're eating what represents a mirror of who we are. Not as Amerindians or Europeans or Africans or even Asians but as Caribbean people, a melting pot of cultures. So family, in this age of processed foods, fast foods, lack of time, our diets, our daily structure of food intake has really been subject to a lack of care, for, for lack of a better term. We're suffering from diabetes, we're suffering from obesity, and these things can be helped if we just change how we look at our foods. Now, as far as I see it, it's time to reinvest in our ancestral foods. That being all of those wonderful, rich, colorful fruits and vegetables full of nutrients, the nuts, the even the drinks that we used to drink as a child. Well, I know I used to drink soursop and all of these things have benefits to the system. Um, I mentioned the, the fruits. Well, let, let's go through a list. The fruits and vegetables, tubers. We have grains, roots, nuts, fish, sea moss. These were staples of the original diet. Sea moss is a 
the little spiny things, it's a sea bush. And we take them and dry them out, which freezes the nutrients in its place. And then you, you can make a, a porridge, you can put it in tea, you can, we'll get to that. I'm going so fast. I'm so excited about this. But um, let's not even forget the power of clean water. We don't even have time for that. We have come up with gimmicks to, to measure how we drink water and are we drinking clean water? We need to take better time and better care of our bodies. And once again, the name of this show is coming back and observing the rituals in our food, honoring the rituals of our food. So on this journey, I've asked um, someone very special to come along uh, to look at the foods that we've been eating now and let's analyze them because a lot of foods that we've been eating now, they cause us to have this inflammation in our system. They call mu cause mucus buildup and we need to go through a cleansing period to, to get our bodies back where we need to, to be. Even the spices that our elders used to use. Um, in the film clip that I just ran, it talked about the foods of the ancestry, how they came to be, and how in the slave trade, the slaves were only eating what the master wouldn't eat. But in order to get these foods to be palatable, not only in taste, but to make sure that it wasn't killing them, they were using peppers and cayenne and the spices. And these spices help to kill infection. They help to keep down disease. They help to battle worms in the system, tapeworms and so on and so forth. Because remember, they considered... Um, the in the slave trade, slaves were considered animals. And the they that I am referring to now are the masters that owned the slaves. So if we're animals, we're getting what the dogs would eat, what the pigs would eat, um, which is really quite the culture because I know from the West Indian side of my family, eating something like tripe, which is the guts of a, of a cow or the guts of a pig, the inside lining of the belly was something that they gave to the slaves to eat. But now if you, you go to several places, tripe is a delicacy. Even with lobster here in the United States, lobster was a food, it's considered the roach of the sea. It's the bottom feeder. So you, people had lobsters at their beck and call. I mean, lobster was something that was all over the place. You gave lobsters, it was considered peasant food, especially in the upper northern states, Massachusetts, Rhode Island. And so people were sick to death. If you look this, I kid you not, if you look this up, you will see things like the lobster rebellion because people were so tired of eating lobster. Now we'll pay 75 to $150 to eat lobster. It's insane how food has changed and our priorities of our of food has changed. And that's why some cultures don't eat shellfish. 
And then you have other cultures that don't eat pork because the pork had worms in it and so on. But yet these are the things that were given to the lower class people. So if we now have a consciousness of what these meats and how the meat did the... Uh, the meat industry treats the animals and what the stress that the animals go through in terms of being killed and how they bang their heads and you know it, it, imagine if you were being that was happening to you what negative juices would be flowing through you combined with the hormones that they put on in the animals to grow them that's a lot of chemical aspects that we're adding to our system on a regular basis so once again, it's time to honor the foods that actually were the beginnings of culture for any culture, basically. We did not originate eating all of these harsh things and chemicals that can affect our systems. So Having said that, many of you have written into myself and Jackson asked us, why don't you do a show on vegan or keto? And we went back and forth because we actually had to take a vote and see which show that we were going to do first. We're going to do all of them. But today is part one of us introducing you to the show that won because the most of you want to know or embark on veganism. So I would like to bring in a very special guest in the upcoming segment, which is going to introduce you to the world of veganism. So please join me in welcoming Vanessa, the veganese. Family, we are back, and I am thrilled to death. Uh, no, sorry, I'm thrilled to life to introduce you to someone who is so special. I was gifted by meeting her maybe two years ago. It was just a random occurrence, or so I thought, but you know, Spiritually, nothing ever is random. Every occurrence is supposed to happen. And I'm just so grateful that it did. I love you to meet the veganese, the darling, <laughs> Vanessa. Oh, wow. Vanessa, welcome, girl. Welcome. Wow, that was so beautiful. I'm gushing. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to speak right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is oh. perfectly fine. Take oh, your time. I received that. Thank you so much. Um, so I'm honored welcome. and so excited to be here with you. Um, likewise, likewise. Like that was a random or not so random occurrence. And <laughs> just, to, just to see that we connected. Ooh. But it was like, you know, it was a distant connection. And I had no idea that you were watching that entire time. So that yep. is just so warming to know. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for... Um, allowing me to be here. You're so welcome. And the family needs you. Because Vanessa, they have been asking me over the course of the year. We, we do shows on health. We do shows on eating and diet and so on. But they've been asking me about vegan meals and vegetarian and 
pescatarian and what's the difference with this and what's the difference with that. And as I said, I had been watching what you were doing for a while and I said, you know what? We can't just have her on for one show to explain vegan. We really need to take them on a journey. So now mm-hmm. family, here's a bigger surprise. Not only is Vanessa going to be a part of our three-part series that we're starting today with regard to balancing and honoring your food choices and food rituals, but Vanessa is going to be coming back on a regular basis, maybe once or twice a month, just so well, we figure out the schedule. But I want to hear from you and we want to hear what you like and we want to hear what you need because she's a holistic coach. She is a wellness coach. So you're going to be able to be in contact with her on a private basis because she does have her own business called The Veganese. Duh. You, I'm mm-hmm. sure you figured that out. <laughs> but she's going to be doing guest spots on ESP and Jax every once in a blue moon, just to update, teach, show you recipes, make sure you're doing it right. You know, sometimes we cook these recipes that we see and they don't come out the way they're supposed to. That's right. So we're going to be having her connect with you so you can actually do an online teaching through ESP Speaks in the Veganese. So I am so excited. And now that we've spilled the beans on everything, no pun intended. <laughs> that was cute. Let's let's jump in so you can get to know Vanessa a little bit. Yeah. So Vanessa, my big question mm-hmm. before we even get to the explanations of the foods themselves, why vegan? I mean, I, you hear vegetarian, you hear this vegetarian. Why vegan for you? Oh, my journey actually began one full year before I actually made the decision to go vegan. And for me, it was a weight loss goal, right? I, I, I found a picture of myself where I, I, someone took a picture of me for like a celebration or whatever the case may be. And we're out partying with my friends. And um, long story short, I saw the picture the next day and I was literally, I felt and looked way too big for myself. And I was like, okay, no, you got to make a change. So um, when I went back to school, I was in college at this time. So I went back to school and I was like, okay, I'm cleaning up the fridge. I'm starting to work out. You know, I'm getting on this lifestyle. And my, and my goal at that point was to fit into this birthday dress. My birthday was two months away. And I'm like, you know what? I got to lose this weight to get into this dress. So that was my motivation. And what that looked like at the time, you know, again, I wasn't vegan. So I was just focused on eating lean meats, incorporating more veggies, incorporating more fruits into my diet, only drinking water. If I went out with a friend, I would get like a turkey burger, no fries, side salad. Like I was literally just implementing all of these changes into my lifestyle to lose the weight because we all know so you, what we need so to do. So you were just eating better at that point. I was point. eating better. Exactly. You, you, so, so you were just eating better at that point. Yes, you had exactly. really decided to become a vegan, but you were eating better. Okay. I get it. Yes, So I'm exactly. sorry for interrupting. Continue. No, no. Clarification, right? 
So yes, I was eating better. I was becoming way more mindful about what I was putting into my body. But my main motivation was to lose weight. And anyone who wants to lose weight right now or ever wanted to lose weight, you know the two things that you need to do. It's a matter of getting gaining the discipline and do it. But we all know we need to eat cleaner and exercise. So just really um, being determined to get to that goal this is what kept me on that journey. So I was eating better and more mindfully, but I was still eating meat and dairy. And so over the, the course of this year, I lost the weight. I got into the birthday dress. I looked bomb. I had a bomb 21st birthday <laughs> and it was amazing. And so I continued these habits, right? Cause now this is genuinely my lifestyle. Now I was like, I'm not going back to right? Like I would, I didn't do all this work for nothing. So I continued on the lifestyle. I'm still eating cleaner. And what I realized is that the, I just started to feel better from the inside. Like mm -hmm. it was, it was no longer about the physical transformation. You know, I started to experience mental and spiritual clarity, but not in the depths that I experience it now. It was just starting to happen. So what happened was I started to cleanse my Instagram account by unfollowing, you know, pages that promoted things oh, that were girl. harmful. So, no, wait, 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 wait. You weren't only cleansing your body. You okay. were just cleansing everything. Okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> yes, I exactly. Hear that. That's what started to happen. And and just keep in mind that this is not on purpose, right? This is as a result of one decision, which was to eat better. So I start cleansing, right? Um, I guess my mental space and the things that I want to inject this here as well. Food is not just what we eat orally. Food is what mm. we listen to. Food is what we look at. Food is what we touch. Food is what we experience experience with all of our senses. So you could eat healthy all you want. You can even work out, but you can still be an unhealthy person mm. if you have a negative mindset. If mm. you're, if you're, yeah, right. Am I getting Wait. into it too early? Yes, yes. <laughs> Tell the family that one more Ooh. time. Tell them one more time. Eating it ain't just is about the food. everything you can perceive, everything that you experience with your senses, that is eating. So, uh, yeah, this, this, yeah, that in itself is a full conversation. Um, but I, I'll leave that gem there. So I, I started to realize this as I started to clean up my physical body, my spiritual environment started to clean up as well. And um, we all know, and this was 2014. So this is seven years ago we're talking about, but social media still had a heavy influence in my life. Mm -hmm. So I realized, you know, like I'm a college student, right? Like I'm posting pictures and stuff like that. I was spending a lot of my time online. And I was like, well, if I am getting online and I can choose what to look at, I don't want to just look at big booties and ratchet this and shooting this and like all the negative stuff. Like I want to now be um, following pages that are promoting health and wellness that is speaking about consciousness and, you know, educating me. And so that became, right, my mental food. That became the stuff that I was seeing and reading and listening to. And so I got into a lot of um, documentaries that were recommended from these pages 
And I just started to do research in that way. Again, not intentional. Cause I know when you say research or do the research or like, listen to this podcast, like it sounds intimidating because we we're not used to that. We're not used to studying. Right. And, um, it just became second nature because biochemically my body was clean. My body was in alignment with mother nature. So naturally my spirit was too. Um, so I started attracting all of these sources, books, and I just got heavy in that. Like I became addicted to reading and studying and watching documentaries. And this was a, a, a good like two years of my life um, that I was saturated with just consciousness. And again, it wasn't just about food, but this information propelled me to keep eating well. And it became my diet became second nature. So um, question for you, sorry to yeah. interrupt, but I want to make sure we get the pieces. At this juncture that we're speaking about, we are, we still have dairy and we still have, we just don't have red meats. What are we without now? What in the change? Have we gone to the being without eggs and milk and so on? Right. So the time that I, <clears throat> that I actually decided to cleanse my media and whatnot was around the same time that I decided to go vegan. I don't know if that makes sense, right? That so makes at sense. the yeah, so at the time, yes, I was still eating. Um, I'll tell you the exact moment. Uh, my boyfriend at the time, um, him and I were always exchanging, like sending posts to one another on Instagram, like, oh my God, look at this. Oh, did you see this? Oh, did you see this? So I think it was him that sent me a post about the fact that the meat industry or the FDA allows the meat industry to actually spray the meats with carbon monoxide to, to preserve the color of the meat. So what you see in that grocery store, that nice, fresh, plump red meat, it ain't really that, right? So um, at this time, I was eating tilapia, like frozen tilapia, and I would just throw it on a stove and you know, season it with my onions and garlic or whatever. And I went into my freezer and I kid you not, I flipped the back of that packaging over. The ingredients were tilapia and carbon monoxide. And I just, I lost it. Like I opened the fridge, I opened the freezer, I opened the cabinets. I got this big black garbage bag and I started dumping. And that was a moment for me. That was such a moment. So I did all of that. And, you know, him and I were still in communication and I was updating him about what happened. And he was just like, yo, you want to go vegan? Um, so, yeah, after I cleansed my, my fridge in such a rage and like, you know, so, so passionate because that post really hit me. And the fact that I saw evidence of it in my own fridge that, you know, a product that I bought with my money, it, it, it just hit on a different level. So I was you know, I called him and I told him what, what I just experienced. And he was like, do you want to go vegan? You know, because after months of us sharing this, this content, whatever. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Let's do it. Like, I have no objections. Let's do it. So that is when the, the vegan journey actually started. But mm. I love to take it back to that year because that was very significant. And I also use that to illustrate that you don't really need to, you know, just be like, okay, I'm gonna be vegan tomorrow. It's a process. And I went through it too. Well, I mean, anything that we're going to do with regard to our health in the extremes, 
we mm-hmm. need to phase into no matter how good it is for us because it's a shock to the system. Yes. But now since we've, we've kind of heard pieces of the journey and now that you've decided I'm going to be a vegan, mm-hmm. let's let the family understand because this is a point of interest for them. Mm-hmm. Let's let them understand vegan, vegetarian. Yes. what the differences are because a lot of people don't have the clarity on this issue so please. yeah yes so um it's it's actually very simple right so vegetarians and vegans both do not eat meat so they don't consume the fleshy part of an animal vegetarians still consume dairy so they'll have like a cheese cheese eggs they'll mm. have yogurt They'll have whole milk. They'll have, you know, a cake that was made with eggs and milk um, or baked goods, right? Um, As long as there's no actual meat or animal flesh in that product. Vegans don't eat any of that. So vegans, the, the best way to, or the simplest way to put it, vegans mainly only eat fruits and vegetables. Fruits vegetables, grains, legumes, nuts, seeds, berries, so on and so forth. So if it came from an animal like milk, milk is a byproduct of the goat or the sheep or the cow, right? This is a product that's coming from that animal. A vegan would not consume that, but a vegetarian probably would. Mm -hmm. So Vanessa, now knowing that, and making the choice to move through this journey, mm-hmm. what do you tell the person that's at the starting gate? What do they start with? Um, is it, do they look at a vegetarian menu and not use the eggs? I mean, what, what components does a vegan, how does a vo- vegan put a meal together? And that is actually bringing us directly to your zone because Family, she's going to eventually teach us how to cook meals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm excited about this. Where should we begin? What should your vegan meals look like in the beginning? Oh, in the beginning, um, I would say definitely you want to have some type of leafy green, whether it's kale or collards or or callaloo. You want some type of dense leafy green there. Leafy greens will always work to cleanse and clarify your system. Um, Then you wanna make sure you have some type of grain. My favorite, it's technically not a grain, it's a seed, um, is quinoa. Quinoa is very high in protein. So in the beginning, I literally lived on kale and quinoa. Am I suggesting this for the person? No, because you might become bored. You may not know how to you know, cook it up and zhuzh it up um, the way that I've, I have learned. Um, but those are definitely two components. And then you can go for, you know, your carbs, your potatoes, your sweet potatoes, your purple potatoes, um, your broccoli or carrots um, and, and or corn, right? Like you can still enjoy the foods that you would naturally eat on your di- on your plate, just take out the meat, 
or like the macaroni and cheese or the lasagna, right? Everything else is vegan approved because everything else is a, is plant-based. Um, it's a vegetable. Vegan approved. Yeah. <laughs> Quick question then. Yes. Do vegans eat fish? Mm, such a good question. No. No, no seafood. If it had eyes, if it had a family, if it reproduced, if it was living at some point, absolutely not. Okay. No, no, no type of animal. Wow. So vegans do not consume seafood, meat, or dairy. Okay. Yeah. So, and I asked that because you had a recipe for vegan crab cakes and I'm like, wait, they eat seafood? But <laughs> no. um, I want to take a minute just quickly to go through, I want the family to see some of the foods. That's why I brought you to this question. Awesome. Family, I, wanted, I want you to take a look at this quick video of, and all of this food that you're about to see was made by hand by Vanessa. So she's gonna be teaching us how to make all of these yummy goodies. And just looking at this video, my mouth is watering. <laughs> look. Family, are you hungry yet? Did you see all of that beautiful food? Listen, you can't tell me that those meatballs weren't really meat. And they my gosh, the little wraps and the egg roll. Girl, I'm just, I'm salivating now. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. But you're going to teach us how to make all of those things at some point. But the thing is, you have a business. So tell us a little bit about the veganese and what you do, because I'm sure everybody wants to taste some of that food and not have to cook it. So yes. let's hear about that. Absolutely. The veganese was born in 2019. Um, and I'm just so I'm just so proud of it, the way it kicked off. And as you can see, there's there's love. I, I was talking to someone earlier. And he was just like, yeah, I had to follow your page. And I was like, well, what made you follow my page? And he was like, your food looks so good. And he was like, it not only looks good, I see love when I look at that. And that just like, 
like it makes me so warm. So I'm just so grateful when people actually reaffirm, you know, um, good things about my food. It, it says a lot. Um, so yes, Veganese was birthed as a vegan meal prep service. And how that happened was I realized on my journey that I needed, it was, if I was going to be a vegan, if I was going to make sure that it was cost effective, if I was going to make sure that I stay on track, I needed to be preparing my own foods. I needed mm -hmm. to be getting my own groceries, getting in the kitchen and making my own foods to bring to work, to bring to class, to make sure that I am fed throughout the day or I'm going to be tempted to get on that McDonald's line or to get to go to that Chinese store, whatever, right? Um, so this was something that was, was birthed from that. My own journey, realizing that people really need um, accessibility to this good, healthy food. So I capitalized on that. And um, here we have Veganese. So again, Veganese is a meal prep service. Um, I have three different meal, uh, is it three? Yes, three different meal plans available. There's a three-day option, there's a five-day, and of course, there's a monthly plan. So you guys can um, go on my website, www.veganesellc.com to order with me there. Of course, I do deliveries I'm in the NYC area. And um, yeah, you'll have access to all of that food. In addition to that, I do offer catering. So if you are having a, a function, a birthday party, a reunion, whatever it is, and you want vegan options there, I cater to that as well. You guys can um, hit me in my inbox or visit my website for all of that information. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I'll, family, I'll put up all of her information towards the end of the show, and I'll also put it in the chat room for you. And trust me, you will not regret it because <laughs> this food is so good. But I, I want to ask you a question. Thank you so much for that information. I want to ask you a question, though, because I've, I've been told or I've heard it's expensive simply <laughs> because in our neighborhoods, and you know, in some of our neighborhoods, fruits and vegetables and those type of stands are like desert graveyards. You have to mm -hmm. like really hunt for them, which is unfortunate because in neighborhoods of color or lower income neighborhoods or me even medium income neighborhoods, the grocery stores and the little, what is it, the dollar stores and the, the people yeah. go into they don't have fresh fruits and vegetables. And when they do, some of these grocery stores get old fruits and vegetables from the higher end mm -hmm. that are not being sold and then they ship them over. So by the time they get to those neighborhoods, their shelf life may be two days. Right. Whereas a head of lettuce should last two to three weeks if, if you store it well. It might only last two days because it's been moved around so much. Yeah. So how have you found, how, how can we tell the family or what ideas do we have for the family as to how to pick the fresher fruits and vegetables, the ones that last longer? Um, I always suggest to them that they go to the far, find where the farmer's markets are yes. around the city and go and buy what they can there. But um, it, it's costly. So how, do, how does the new vegan deal with the cost factor? What are your suggestions on that? 
Um, I actually disagree that it's costly, to be perfectly honest. I mean, if you're finding farmer's markets, um, yeah, the, there, there may be an, um, an inflation in the price there. And then, of course, there's transportation because they're not in the lower income neighborhoods. Um, but I haven't found it to be costly, honestly. Um, I still shop at my local grocery store, um, which is Key Food. Uh, there, I happen to be fortunate enough to live by a Trader Joe's. Um, so I, you know, get fresh food there as well. Um, there's a Korean market, you know, not too far from my house that gets fresh produce. So if you are just finding that you can't find fresh foods anywhere, that comes back to the why. That comes back to how important is this to you? Mm. Are you actually going to make the effort to venture out to maybe a further neighborhood to get these these products? Because they, I, I, I just can't like they, I just can't make the excuse that it's not available, right? It, it's just not true. And um, again, I want to debunk that it's it, it's expensive. I think that's something that we put there in order to to kind of like make the excuse to like why we buy the canned stuff because it's 89 cents as opposed to getting, you know, uh, two pounds of fresh green peppers, you know, that may be $1.99 a pound. Um, it's, it, it, it comes back to, is this a priority for you? I've gotten to the point that I go into the grocery store and I cash out like it's my birthday. And no, I don't mean like spending $150. It's just me. But <laughs> if I do, like, I, I just don't price pick anymore because eating well for me is top, top of my list. You know wow, what I mean? that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So you have, you've prioritized your eating yes. and you don't care what it costs. No. That's awesome. That yeah. really is the best. So I, I hope that helps. Yeah, I hope that helps kind of switch the perspective because that's what we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Because we, we want to say that eating healthy is expensive, but then we'll go, we'll go put a down payment on a new Benz like that, you know? Eating badly is expensive more so because- Let's talk me. about it, right? Okay. But we don't have that perspective. So it's not a matter of finding more cost-effective fresh vegetables. It's a matter of shifting the perspective. So is it really just about what tastes good for me when I'm a vegan? And am I looking for anything specific? I mean, all things are to be healthy, obviously. That's a given. But you spoke about the greens, which are wonderful in chlorophyll in the system and cleaning out the system. But what other... Um, fruits and vegetables are important as a vegan to have to keep a stable system? That's a great question. Um, off the top of my head, mushrooms. A lot of, in, in, in my experience, I've realized that just fruits and vegetables um, as an umbrella contain a lot of water. That's all this is about is water that I'm realizing. So mushrooms contain like 80% water, tomatoes, um, avocados are really good and tasty, healthy fat, um, onions are great, nuts, you want to incorporate, again, your fatty nuts, so almonds, walnuts, cashews, um, berries 
are very high in antioxidants. So this helps um, rid your system of free radicals and really just help your cells attract the things that they need, right? Um, what else? We talked about leafy greens. Um, and I, I used to say early on in my journey when people would be like, well, what do you eat? And I would be like, it's more of what you don't eat don't than eat. what you eat. Yeah. Because, Vanessa, <laughs> what people don't understand, and there are two things that we're going to go for right now. Mm -hmm. The first one, because there's something I want to talk about in depth with you. But before we go there, people, family, vegan, being a vegan is not just about eating. We, we briefly touched on this. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. So you can't just overnight say, I'm going to become a vegan. And it's all just about the food. It's mm -hmm. not. Vegans do not wear leather. Mm. It's about what they have on their feet. It's about mm. what they oil their skin with. Mm -hmm. There cannot be any animal fats. If it had a mama and it has <laughs> eyes and a mouth and reproduces, it can't be in your lotion. It can't be in your soap. It can't be in your shampoo. Can't be in your mouth. Can't be in your toothpaste. So this is really a journey. When you say yeah. that you're going to become a vegan, this is a dedicated uplifting, life-changing journey. And for those of you who have said to me consistently, ESP, I wanted you to do the vegan show. Guess what? I'm doing the vegan show. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. And yeah. I hope, please write in, please let us know because we're going to continue to give you more information about this because as I said, it's a series and then I'm going to incorporate different little things for you on a regular basis because there's got to be 300 of you who've said to me how important this is to you. So I figured it's worth it to invest in you as family and your time. So let's do it right. Um, I have, I'm sorry, I went off to the family. Got to come back. <laughs> Vanessa, there is a biggie in the journey. And, and I really want you to spend some time with this because to me, this is the most important factor. Whether you're a vegan, whether you're a vegetarian, whether you're eating badly right now, you can still do this because it does benefit your system. There's this new craze where everybody is buying sea moss. Hmm. Let me tell you something. Sea moss <laughs> is something that I grew up with. And not only did we have it, we went and picked it ourselves. Mm. We went down to the ocean, scraped it up, bought it, cleaned it up, and dried it out. Wow. I grew up drinking, eating spoonfuls of this. You put it in tea, you put it in soup. But here's the interesting thing. So yes, this is something that is the as I said, new craze, but the reality is it's been in our lives since the dawn of time. Mm -hmm. And here's how important it is. It contains the breath of life coming from the ocean. Every mineral that we need in our bodies exists in the ocean in some form or shape. 
So, Vanessa, I don't want to take away this whole vegan journey from you because this is you. That's why we have you here. So tell them about Seymour and then tell them what you do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. You're so poetic. I love it. Oh, I thank you, darling. Yes. Yes. Seymour's, Seymour's, there's a craze about it for a reason. People are not talking about Seymour's now just for nothing. Like it's, it's the real deal. Um, I come from a Jamaican family and all right, let me be perfectly transparent with you guys. As always, I'm a first generation American. So I didn't grow up with CMOS. I grew up with two parents who actually, well, mainly one parent who wanted so badly to assimilate into the American culture and the American lifestyle that I didn't get a lot of those um, homegrown Caribbean, you know, um, like, uh, the, the pieces of the culture. I was kind of like stripped away from that. Um, so I didn't, I didn't know about Seymour's as a child growing up. And I know you did. Um, I know that my mom did, but again, it wasn't something that was happening in my household here in America. I got older. I got into this vegan business. I got into the health space. And I'm starting to see Simon's pop up everywhere. And I'm like, well, what is this thing? And I'm following it. And I'm like, yo, this is amazing. Um, I studied a lot under um, Dr. Sebi. He preaches about Simon's. So I started to like get into it. I got, um, where did I go first? I went to Trinidad a few years back and I was able to bring some sea moss back with me and so I had the dry moss sitting in my in my cabinet for months I mean for months and I was just like okay I probably need to use this thing and I know a lot of you probably either it's one of two things you either know exactly what it is and you like like ESP explained you know it was in your childhood it was a childhood staple you consumed it a lot But now as you got older, it's just not something that you consume regularly. Or you may have some in the house, just like I did, and you just haven't made it. Maybe you don't know how to make it. Maybe it's intimidating. You know, maybe you're not totally sold on the benefits and you don't know how important it is. So like myself, that was that was the case. And so one day I just saw a video and it clicked. It was like, okay, just make the damn thing. So um, I, I, I had the dry moss, I made the, you know, I soaked it after a certain amount of time, I blended it up. And now this was just for my personal use. Um, I had already started veganese at this point and you know how we do, we just want to put everything online. Right. So I just posted in my story and I was like, you're like, yeah, exactly. Like, I just wanted to prove to the people like, Hey, I'm healthy. <laughs> like, you know, like here I'm, I'm taking my CMOS and this is actually my first time, you know, really making it, have my hands on it and consuming it. And this was actually the end of 2019. So now, um, I posted it online and I get DMs. Everyone's DMing me. How much? Oh my gosh. Where'd you get that? How, like, it was just so exclusive. And I was like, I can sell this? Oh my gosh. So (laughs) this is what happened. So now I'm in the space where I definitely get wild-crafted CMOS straight from the Caribbean. I have um, a connect in Antigua. I just went in November of last year. 
I have a connect in Jamaica and I also have a connect in Grenada. Um, so I definitely get different wildcrafted sea moss and it's just such a beautiful thing. So I'm definitely gonna get it. I, I'm just coasting you guys. I'm gonna get into the benefits. Um, so yeah, I do provide that. I do ship um, as well. So if you got a, guys are interested, that is another thing you can contact me for. Now, if you don't know about CMOS, here is the gem. As ESP already told you guys, it is a sea vegetable, okay? It contains 92 of the 102 essential minerals that our bodies are composed of, okay? So I'll, I'll say it again in a different way. The human body is comprised of 102 minerals. Sea moss contains 92 of them. Now, I want to get into why this is so important and why, why this is such a staple. Like you can literally live off of sea moss because our bodies, right, actually need the vitamins and the minerals and the nutrients, so our bodies don't need these carbs and the tasty food and the seasons. No, we want that, right? Our taste buds, that's what satisfies our taste buds. But the concept of food, the concept of eating is to make sure that you are feeding yourself on a cellular level. You're feeding your cells and your organs and your blood and your, your, your skin the nutrients that it needs to operate and glow and, and be vibrant and actually do its job, right? I think we forget how powerful and amazing, miraculous our bodies are. Like we are these complex systems. I actually have a poem about that, but we are these complex systems, like, but we're not in tune with that. We're so caught up with the next thing, right? We're caught up with, oh, Sarah has a birthday party next week. I, I got to go shopping for the gift. I got to wear this to the wedding. I gotta, you know, like we're everything outside of us, we're so focused on. And, you know, I get it, the type of world that we live in. But how many times do you actually sit with yourself and observe your breathing and observe and feel the blood flowing through your body and how many times are you actually amazed about how you can breathe without thinking? You blink without thinking, like your hair grows without you having to tell it to grow. Like, and there's so many beautiful examples, but you know, like we, we're not in tune with that, right? So I say all of that to say our bodies themselves um, need certain things to be sustainable. And we're not, we're sick, we're ill, where, um, dare I say, the, the C word, right, that has haunted us for the past year, um, COVID-19, right? We're, we're, we're scared of this virus that's going around and we're just ill. We're physically, mentally, and emotionally ill. Why? Because we are nutrient deficient. That's the only reason. We're not feeding ourselves on a cellular level. We're not feeding our organs the proper nutrients that it needs to, to function op in an optimal way. So we get ill and that's literally all it is. We can break it down. We can go here and there and, you know, talk about the different types of diseases, but it really is that simple. Now, so CMOS we talked about contains 90, over 90% of the minerals that our body needs. Um, and so with that said, 
it's very important to incorporate it on a daily basis. So just off the top of my head, it contains iron, magnesium, manganese, potassium, calcium, phosphorus, um, the whole list, the whole <laughs> list. You guys can Google it. Okay? I seriously thought that you were going to sit there and rattle and name 92, all 92. No, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm an encyclopedia, but only, only to a certain point. But um, it's just nice to hear you excited about it and excited yeah. about life. And my final question I want to ask, because this is important and it's not really a question. It's more of a statement that comes from you because they hear things like this from me all the time. Water, guys, <laughs> water, you are 93% water. Talk about on it. On top of the other minerals, you got to get the water in your system or how else are you going to regulate everything else getting out? So yeah. as we begin our vegan journey, Thank you so much, Lady Vanessa, for coming in and speaking with us. And we don't even have to rush it. We have so much more to talk about. But the thing is, yeah. you're going to be here yeah. on a regular basis. And family, when you write in for your questions, when you contact us on the website, when you text us at the number, when you, when you hit us on the emails, Whatever it is that you choose to communicate, you can now say, hey, this is a question for Vanessa, because we'll give her the questions and she'll have the answer the next time she comes on. So let us know if there's something that you want to learn how to make that's vegan. If you want to uh, call, um, you're going to get her number. You're going to get all of her information. And we just want you to enjoy. We want to give you things that bring you life and health and love yeah. and all of those amazing things. And this beautiful, beautiful, gentle <laughs> person, I can't wait for you to find out how wonderful she is. So, oh, Vanessa, thank you so much for joining us. You've made my week. Well, you've oh. made more than my week, but you oh. You light me up. I'm ah. so thrilled. I cannot wait until the next time I get here with you guys. And thank you so much for, again, inviting me here, introducing me to your audience. And this is the medicine. This is this is why I'm here. And so I, I'm thrilled. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And are you only on IG? Are you on any other platform? Or is that like your mainstay? IG is my main. Um, I'm working on the Facebook. So I know there's a huge Facebook community. I'm so sorry, guys. But yeah, I am definitely just on IG at the moment. But you guys will be getting my phone number, email. Um, so you can contact me um, with any questions or concerns. And give them your IG one more time. Yes, the IG is the underscore veganese. Email. Yes, you guys can hit me in my email as well. That's veganeseLLC at gmail.com. And then my phone number, of course, everything will be listed. 516-939-7239. Just text me. Let me know, you know, what your question is, what your name and how you would want to work with me. And please let her know that she, you saw her on ESP and Jack. Yes. Because, yes. fellas, be nice. I know she's pretty. <laughs> don't harass her. Please don't harass me. <laughs> please. Oh, I'm my here goodness. for the medicine. That's right. <laughs> All right, my lovely. We will see you 
very soon. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Vanessa the Veganese. Thank you so much, my love. Thank you. I'm, I'm, we cooking, we cooking right now, but we got to put in a commercial break right here. Just grab a snack. Come on back. Oh, that's somebody else's line. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> we'll be right back on ESP and Jack. When we get hurt, no one tells us. Lose the crutches. It's all in your head. If someone is seriously ill, we don't say, just feel less pneumonia-y. So how is it that when I'm not able to sleep at night, I'm anxious all the time. Drinking is the only way I can feel good these days. Seems like I'm arguing with the people I love nonstop. Or other issues related to our mental health, too many people pretend we can just snap out of it. Taking care of our mental health shouldn't be any different than taking care of our physical health. But let's be honest. There's still too much secrecy and shame around seeking help. The truth is, this affects nearly all of us. One in five adult New Yorkers are dealing with a mental health disorder every year. Now imagine a city where the path to taking care of your mental health is crystal clear. We're not just going to imagine it. We created a roadmap for mental health to make our city as healthy and as strong as it can be. The roadmap has six guiding principles. Change the culture. Let's make it easier to talk about our mental health. Act early. Investing in prevention gives New Yorkers the tools to weather challenges. Close treatment gaps. We need proven programs in every neighborhood and every community. Partner with communities. The wisdom of local communities will help us get to the most effective solutions. Use data better. Better data means better treatment, better policies, and better prevention. Strengthen government's ability to lead because we have a responsibility to support your access to mental health. New York City is moving closer to the day when the path to mental health is clear for every New Yorker. Get involved. Find out more about the roadmap here. As usual, a show chock full of information, good information. <laughs> but sadly, the time has come for us to go. But in the meantime, in between time, okay. it's time for us to tie it up. So we're going to take our leave of you. And once again, stay safe. Hope you guys are getting vaccinated. We love you, love you, love you, love you. Thanks for keeping our numbers up. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Be safe. And remember, you know what I'm going to say, be positive. That's negative. We'll see you next time. ESP and Jack. Say good night, Jack. Good night, Jacks. <laughs>